Thank you for listening to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. We pray that as you listen to the following message, that it will encourage you to continue to connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and with others. Good evening, everybody. I am so excited to be here tonight uh, for two reasons. One, I've heard uh, nothing but wonderful, exciting things about what's happening at Palmetto Baptist Church. But number two, to want you, I, I want you to know in full disclosure that I plan on stealing everything you're doing well, <laughs> taking it to Rama, and then calling it our own. So uh, my wife is back there taking notes tonight, but it's not for the sermon. All right, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, I'm excited to be here, uh, to be back home, really, because 12 years ago I served as their youth pastor. And to see them grow up, and many of them are here tonight, and it's, it's creepy <laughs> to see them grown. And, uh, you know, you feel the grays popping right out of your hair. Uh, mine turned gray, some of yours turned loose. That's, I'd rather have mine turn gray. But I'm excited to be here. Now, what I want you to do is you have your Bibles with you. You have your Bibles. Turn with me. We're going to be in three places tonight. We're going to be in Luke chapter 17, Luke chapter 17, then we're going to be in Romans chapter 1, and then we're going to be in Psalm 107, Luke 17, Romans 1, and Psalm 107. Tonight, I want us to talk about gratitude, Because I believe when I look in God's Word, I see evidence of God blessing a grateful person. And, you know, now, let me just set the stage here. I'm not Benny Hinn. I'm not here to tell you that if you write me a check, God will bless you. But listen to me carefully. If you want God to bless you, and you want to position yourself for God to bless you and your marriage and your family, your home, your finances, your, your life, then the Bible teaches... Several things that God likes to bless, faith, tithing, obedience, just to name a few. But gratitude is way up there. And tonight I want us to talk about this idea of of gratitude. And there's this great story in Luke chapter 17 where Jesus encounters ten men. Have you found it? I've given you plenty of time to find it. Luke chapter 17, Jesus encounters ten men with leprosy. Now, leprosy is this disease that causes your fingers to fall off. Now, in a moment, we'll be going to the fellowship hall to have finger food. That was bad. Your fingers fall off. Your toes fall off. Your ears fall off. Your face gets disfigured. Your eyebrows go away. Your hair growth falls out. You get boils on your skin and pus comes out of your eyeballs. If you're diagnosed with leprosy, you never see year 10. By year 9, you're dead. And in Luke chapter 17, when Jesus encounters these 10 men, we don't know what stages they're in. We can only assume that they're in varying stages between the 10. But what we see in Luke chapter 17 when Jesus encounters these men is that these men have been diagnosed with leprosy. They've been outcast of the city. There are no, you know, no one wants to be around them. They're kind of like Auburn fans. You know, no one just wants to be anywhere around them at all. I had to say it. But then, 
one of them screams out, Jesus, help us. And what I love about the story is it says that Jesus showed mercy. Aren't you glad that Jesus shows mercy when we cry out to Him? Aren't you glad that when you're at the bottom of your well and at the end of your rope, that when you cry out to Jesus, He shows mercy? And they cried out to Jesus for mercy, for healing. And the Bible says He had mercy. And He tells them this really interesting thing to do. He tells them to go to the priest, show themselves to the priest, and that they'd be healed. Now what's interesting about that is when you read the book of John, for example, and you read all the miracles that takes place in that book, that with the exception of Lazarus, and even then I think I could argue, you know, the men rolling away the stone, that it required on the, on the recipient of the miracle obedience to the words of Jesus. And the Bible says that when Jesus says, go and show yourself to the priest, you'll be healed. The Bible says that as they turned and were going to the priest, their toes grew back and their fingers grew back and the eyebrows appeared and things suddenly were there that weren't there before. It was a miracle. And it was because they obeyed the words of Jesus. And the Bible teaches this very clearly. If you want God to be active in your life, we have to what? Obey the words of Jesus. And these ten men turned and they went to obey the words of Jesus. But then something really interesting happened. Look in Luke chapter 17, verse 15. As I put on my old man glasses. Ready? It says, Now one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. P.S. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered him and said, (laughs) Were there not ten cleansed? But the nine, where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has made you what? Well, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I pray that tonight as we open up your word, that you would allow us the privilege to see again what you're doing in our life and that we would tonight, more than ever before, become a grateful people. And we pray all this in your wonderful name. And everybody said, Amen. Ten men... All were physically healed, but the Bible says that only one came back. And because one came back, one gets a very, very special blessing. This is really, really special. And Jesus turns to talk to him and gives him this amazing blessing. And what was it that qualified this man for the blessing? Gratitude. So let's talk about it. Gratitude is big to God. It's a big subject to Him. It's very, very important to Him that you and I be a grateful person. And I, as a pastor, I, I admit that I fall into this trap of preaching. Jimmy, maybe you would admit this too. You're a lot better at this than I am. That, you know, Christmas we preach about the baby's birth. Easter we preach about the death, burial, and resurrection. And Thanksgiving we preach about what? 
Thanksgiving. And then the rest of the year we preach about other things. And the Lord's convicted me and He's challenged me that in every message from here on out, I need to express gratitude and encourage my folks to be grateful to God for all that He's done and to help us see how good God's been. It's a big subject. And it's very, very important to God. Why? Because there's nothing more of a turnoff than an ungrateful person. Do you agree? There's nothing more of a turnoff than an ungrateful person. And you've got your stories, I've got mine. When you're driving down the road and there's traffic and someone wants to turn left, and so I stop and allow that person to cut in front of me and come down this way. And I don't expect the guy to get out and, you know, bow down and cry holy and tell me I've saved his life. But I do expect him to give me the finger. Not that one. You know what I mean, right? Dirty-minded people. I'm talking about the southern finger. You know, you drive with your hands on the steering wheel. You know, right? Now, we got some friends of ours who are from Minnesota. And, and they don't understand the finger. They don't understand that it means two things. It means, hey, how you doing? As you drive this way. But it also means if someone cuts this way, thank you, bud. And that's all I want. Don't you? And see, and the problem is when we don't get gratitude, we don't want to be nice anymore. Isn't it true? And it's a big, big subject with us. And I'm afraid that there are some ungrateful people all around us, maybe in Palmetto, maybe even here tonight. Shakespeare once said that there's nothing sharper than a child that is ungrateful. And parents and grandparents, listen to me. And I'm a parent of three. We need to be teaching our children to say, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what, Mom and Dad? Guess what you need to do in front of little Susie? You need to say thank you. Because they're going to do what? You with me? It's a big deal. And it's a big subject. It's important to God. And if God had a list of things that were important to Him, I really, really think that gratitude would be in the top five. And you know why? We look at verse 17 of this chapter. It says, Jesus answered the man and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But the nine, where were they? Now, was Jesus having a senile moment here? Did he forget what was happening? Of course not. He's asking a rhetorical question. Hey, weren't there ten? One. Didn't I see ten? It's a big deal to him. When you and I express gratitude for what he's done. Gratitude, you know what? As a father... I love it when my kids go out of their way to come and tell me, thanks, Dad. It's a big deal to me. Is it a big deal for you when your kids do that, when your grandkids do that? Listen, God wants to be blessed. God wants to be loved on. And God wants to be honored. 
And God, it's a big deal to Him when we have an attitude of gratitude. And it's very, very important to Him when we, His people, recognize what's going on around us and through us and for us. And we stop and say, thank you. It's a big deal. And I know that even as a pastor, I see it often that the spirit of ingratitude is is, is so deadly to a Christian life because it just makes you hard. And it, it makes you to the point, nobody wants to be around you. And you, and you know, and, and I'm just going to, you know if you're an ungrateful person. You know if you are. And can I tell you a secret? Everybody else knows it too. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to the Lord. Because gratitude acknowledges that we need Him. Gratitude acknowledges that we can't live without Him. And gratitude acknowledges that we can't breathe without Him. And gratitude acknowledges that we can't see without Him, or go without Him, or do anything without Him. And gratitude is that spirit within us where we pause and we recognize, God, You're great. How great is our God? Because I see what you're doing. Now what's interesting is when you look at this man in Luke chapter 17, he had this thing about him. Because it's important to us, and it was important to him. Gratitude proves that you and I know God. Gratitude, it proves that you're a child of God. Gratitude is the evidence where people look at you and they say, Oh, you must be a Christian. Because you said thank you? No. Because you've just got this attitude that you're thankful. Verse 19. Jesus said, Stand up and go. Your faith has made you... What's the word there? Well, your Bible may say whole. It's a, I like the, the word that says whole. Jesus isn't talking about a physical healing or He'd be redundant. He's not talking about a physical healing. He's talking about a spiritual healing. You see, the other nine were healed physically, but this man was healed of his soul. And Jesus says, because of your gratitude, I'm going to bless you more than the other nine. I'm going to forgive you of your sin and call you mine. Because you are grateful and you recognize what I've done for you. It's a big deal. And he had this thing called faith. This man. Now look, if you don't mind writing in your Bible, if you've got a pen or a pencil, mascara, eyeliner, pencil, whatever you write with, write this down. Faith grows in the soil of gratitude. Faith grows in the soil of gratitude. Say that with me. Faith grows in the soil of gratitude. Let me show you. Gratitude helps you to see that you need God. Gratitude helps you to see what God has done. And when you see how good God is, when you see what God's done in your marriage, it builds your faith. When you see what God's doing through your children, it builds your Trust. When you see how God takes care of you and your finances, it makes you want to trust Him more with your money. 
Gratitude helps you to see what God is doing. Therefore, it builds your faith. And faith grows in the soil of gratitude because it's connected with our need for Him. And it tells us that we need Him in all things. Turn to Romans chapter 1. And in Romans chapter 1, we meet a different group of people. We meet a group of people who are without a doubt ungrateful. And you might know some of these people. In fact, when I read this passage of Scripture, promise me you won't point to the one who you think it is. Okay, you ready? Romans chapter 1. I'm just going to read it out of my notes. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, His eternal power and divine nature has been clearly seen. In other words, there are no excuses. We see all around us what God is doing. But then he says in verse 21, For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him or give thanks. Here we have a people that they didn't acknowledge God, they didn't honor God, they especially didn't thank God. Listen, it's important. It's important that we become a people where we see what God is doing and we thank Him for it as a person. And it's important that we foster that idea of gratitude. Why? Because it grows our faith. He says your faith has made you spiritually whole. And what's interesting about that is that it was a foreigner. It was a Samaritan. We have an unbeliever who sees what God is doing and they didn't. What does that say about us when an unbeliever sees more what God is doing and we don't? Because we've chosen to be ungrateful. My Sunday school class air conditioning was off. It was hot. Look, I've been around the block. I've been there. But it's true, isn't it? Faith grows in the soil of gratitude. And God blesses a grateful heart. But He cannot and He will not bless an ungrateful heart. And we have a people, they didn't recognize Him at all. And so they chose not to thank Him. Therefore, therefore, they didn't see what God was doing. Therefore, their faith didn't grow. Now look, if you have a spirit of ingratitude, what happens is if you foster that spirit of ingratitude, and we see this in our country now more than ever, is it fosters and it creates a spirit of, ready, entitlement. I deserve that. That's mine. Oh, well, I earned it. No, you didn't. God gave that to you. God gave that to me. I don't deserve anything. Thank you, God, for giving that to me. I didn't earn my wife. God gave me my wife. I thank God for my wife. I thank God for my children. I thank God for my mother and my sister who's with me tonight. I thank God for them. I didn't do anything for them. I didn't do anything to earn this position at Ramah. God gave me that. And God gave me my salvation. And I must become grateful. I must become thankful as I see what God's done for me. Because you see, what we learn here is that 
Gratitude is a choice. You had ten men, nine went away, one came back, ten percent. Ten percent of us are being blessed. Nine percent are not because we choose not to be grateful. Instead, we desire to be whiny heinies. See, I have three children. Their names are Eeny, Meeny, and Miney, and I hope to have no mo. <laughs> and when my children... See, now look, look, look. We have learned in 15 years of marriage and three children that I am not the nurturer of my house. We have a little motto in our home. When they come to me and they're crying, I'll say, I'll look at them, make sure they're not dying. And then I'll say, no blood, no bones. You're okay. When you're bleeding or when something's twisted wrong, come see me. And then they go to mom. And you know what what I've been working on lately? My arm hurts. Right around the time to do the dishes. My head hurts just as it's time to take the trash out. And I say, I've said it so much lately. Don't be a whiny hiney. And you know why? People don't like to be around whiny hineys. Amen. If you complain and gripe about everything around you, I'm leaving you, sister. I'm gone. I'm going to go find somebody who's grateful and thankful that it's pleasant to be around because you ain't. And so I tell my children that all the time. When you're going to act that way, just go somewhere else in the house because you're all alone. I don't want to be around you. I can't believe I just said whiny honey in church. <laughs> but it's true. And I believe God desires to bless His people. And I believe that because I believe when the outside world looks to us and they say, wonder why God's doing that for Him and not me. We can say, well, I recognize what God's doing in my life. I recognize what God is doing in my marriage. I am so thankful for my family. And God blesses because I'm thankful for what I have. And I'm not complaining about what I don't. And I believe that. I believe that with all my heart because that's what God's Word teaches. And that there's a difference between thankfulness and gratitude. For example, this time last year we're coming home from my mother-in-law's house, and it was my wife's birthday. And I got a speeding ticket. I'm man enough to admit it. What I'm ashamed to tell you is why. You see, I had my wife and my three kids all in the truck with me. And this poor officer felt so bad because my kids were staring at him. You know? And he kept saying, I'm so sorry for this, you know. And then he said, what were you doing? Because apparently I just (laughs) blew right past him and I didn't see him. And I told him, I said, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. He said, try me. I said, well, we were listening to Adventures in Odyssey and it was a really good story. And I didn't pay attention. And this officer said, I love Adventures in Odyssey. And he gave me a number to call. Still had to pay it. But you know what I said when he gave me the ticket? Guess. Thank you. 
Was I grateful? <laughs> no! Thank you very much. See, there's a difference between thankfulness and gratitude. See, what's the definition of gratitude? It's valuing the kindness that you've received. Thankfulness is recognizing the kindness that you've received. Gratitude is valuing that kindness that you've received. There's a big difference. I recognize I got a ticket. Thank you. But I was not grateful because I didn't value it. It took all my value. Literally. We say thanks, but we're not grateful. Because we don't value what God's done. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to become a people that we pray, Dear God, open my eyes that I may see your loving kindness. Dear God, open my ears that I can hear your blessing. Why? When I hear it, when I see it, it grows my faith, and I can't help but say it. How great is our God! Thank you, God. When people say, have a nice day, I've already had a great day. God's been too good to me today. Or when they say, oh, you have a blessed day. No, you have a blessed day because God's already blessed me. You can't help but talk about it because you've recognized it already. And we pray that prayer. I challenge you, I dare you to pray that prayer this week, every day. Open my eyes, open my ears, open my heart, God, that I may see how good you are to me. And God, I will give you the praise and I will give you the honor because I see it and I want to be like that one. I choose to be grateful. I choose to be grateful. Let me hear you say it. I choose to be grateful. Psalm 107, turn there and we're done. Psalm 107, I love reading the book of Psalms. What I do every morning in my quiet time is because roughly 30 days in a month, 150 psalms in the whole book of Psalms, I read four to five psalms a day. That's part of my quiet time. When I end it, I start right back over. I love the book of Psalms. In Psalm 107, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, His loving kindness is everlasting. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Now is he saying, oh, give thanks to the Lord. Did he just suddenly have a revelation? Oh. No. Oh, give thanks. Oh. It's kind of like my wife driving my Krispy Kreme when the hot donut sign is on. Oh. You know? We're grateful. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His loving kindness is everlasting. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Oh, God, open our eyes that we may see, hear, feel, experience, and know how good You have been to us, so that we can say it. Oh, God, You're so good. God, You're so good. 
You know what I think we need to do tonight? Can I ask? Would you mind starting to play a little bit for us? I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask us to do something tonight. Husbands, I ask you tonight to take that lovely bride by the hand and to come down to this altar and thank God for her. Wife, take fat boy by the hand and come down to this altar and thank God for him. Thank God for your marriage. Mom and dad, take your children by the hand. Come down to this altar and thank God for them. Children, grab mom and dad's hand and out loud, thank God for them. And when they wake up, they'll hug you. (laughs) Christmas is coming. I'm here to help. Look, when we pray with our children at night, it brings me to tears every time when I hear my children pray for one of us and and thank God for us. Kids, I'm telling you, it's a lock. You thank God for mom and dad. Church, Come down to this altar and thank God for your church. Thank God for your pastor. Thank God for your staff. Staff, come down to this altar. Thank God for your church. We have so much to be thankful for. Amen? Maybe you need to go to somebody and say, Thank you. I appreciate what you've done. Whatever it is God tells you to do, as the music begins to play, will you do whatever it is God tells you to do? Will you do that? Say, uh-huh. Stand with me. Let's pray together. And whatever God leads you to do, I dare you to do it tonight. Heavenly Father, everything you've put in your Bible is there for a reason. And you've put it there for us as a people to learn from and to apply to our life. And God, you've taught us this amazing principle of gratitude. Lord, may we see your blessings more. May we quit complaining. And may we become a people that's quick to say how great is our God. And may we become a grateful people. Lord, thank you for all you've done for us. Lord, I'm grateful that you've allowed me to be born into this country. I'm grateful that you've given me a family that loves me and cares for me. I'm grateful that you've put me in a place of service that I know is going to be great. And Father, I pray that tonight we would take one step closer to saying like the psalmist said, Oh, your loving kindness is everlasting. We pray all this in your wonderful name. And everybody said, Amen. Whatever God's leading you to do. Husband, wife, maybe you need to take each other by the hand and come down and thank God for each other. Thank God for your children. Children, thank God for your parents. Thank God for your church. Thank God for your country. Thank God for that soldier who's over there fighting for you tonight. Whatever it is that God's leading you to do, don't wait. Don't he- You can do it right where you are if you want to. You know what? God doesn't really care. He wants to see action on your part. Don't just say you're going to do it. Do it. I challenge you tonight. 
that as you lift up your voice to the Lord, that you say it with genuineness, authenticity. Thank you, God, for the blessings that you've given to us tonight. Whatever it is, bless the Lord tonight. You'll honor Him. You'll bless Him. You'll love on Him tonight. And at the end of the day, I believe you'll put a smile on His face.